Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of two college athletes. He has a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 342 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. The Athletic Scholarship Podcast brings you 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future. This episode goes a little longer to bring you part one of a two-part interview with Brandon Mosley. Brandon is the father of two sons. One son, Andrew, is 10 years old, and the older son, Blake, is a college student-athlete. This episode and next week's episode covers Brandon's background in baseball and Blake's recruitment to play college baseball. Blake played high school baseball with my oldest son, Parker, at Ozark High School. Blake had a stellar high school and club career. He was a three-year starter in high school, and according to PBR, Prep Baseball Report, he was the number three shortstop in the state of Missouri. He was a perfect game preseason underclassman All-American, was a three-time high school all-conference member, and a second-team all-state selection. Blake was highly recruited in high school and committed his sophomore year of high school to Missouri State University. He played for Missouri State his freshman year, but that was the COVID-canceled year, and the Bears only played 17 games, and Blake played in four games. Then in 2021, Blake played in 33 games for the Bears, started in 19 games, and had a batting average of 286 for the season. Not because of playing time, but for some other conflicts, Blake decided to transfer to a junior college and to continue his college career. This episode, Brandon covers Blake's journey to Missouri State University and then how he started his journey to Johnson County Community College in Overland Park, Kansas. And next week's episode finishes on how he got to the junior college and then to the University of Nebraska. Let's get into part one of the interview with Brandon Mosley. Brandon, thank you for joining us. Uh, can you tell the Recruit Me families uh, what you do now and tell us about your family? Uh, yeah, thank you for having me. I have uh, my wife, Ashley, and my two boys. We live here in Ozark, Missouri. Uh, my boys' names are Blake and Andrew. Blake is, uh, he's 22 years old. He's a junior at University of Nebraska uh, playing baseball. And then I got a little guy, Andrew. He is 10 years old, and he plays on an 11U travel team. Uh, I work out at Big Cedar. I've been there for almost 10 years now. I started working there when I got done scouting for the Chicago Cubs. And Andrew's not really a, a little guy, is he? No, he's big for his age. He's pretty big. He's big and stocky and um, strong for his age. He's the opposite of Blake. When Blake was little, he was little. He was smaller than all of his teammates. And I remember Blake's sophomore year at Ozark High School. Of course, he was teammates with your son, Parker. But Blake weighed 115 pounds when he was a sophomore in high school. And Andrew weighs 110 pounds as a 10-year-old. <laughs> Well, and we talk about that a lot, that uh, my two kids are totally different. Your two kids are totally different. So you never know what you're going to get, do you? Definitely not. It's amazing. Their body types are different. Their personalities are completely different. It's crazy. Brandon, tell us about your baseball history and background. Okay, so I'm from Southern California originally. So when I was in high school, uh, I played against and played with some really good players. My first love in high school was football. And so when I left home, I went to college at Dakota Westland and I went on football scholarship, but I also played baseball. And then after being there a couple of years, I really wanted to give up football and focus 
on baseball because I thought it was my best chance. And so I played one more year of football, so three years of football at college, and I left. I didn't play that spring semester of baseball that third year, and I went to an Arizona Diamondbacks tryout down in Phoenix. And so a buddy of mine had got drafted by them and was in their minor league system, and he set up a tryout for me. And they invited me to extended spring training after the tryout. I did that, uh, got released from there, and then I spent eight years playing in independent ball. And when I got done playing independent ball, I was very fortunate. Right when my last game was over, uh, I was offered a coaching job with the Cleveland Indians and a scouting job. I did that. But it was a like a very small paid position. It was like, I think I made like $5,000 for the whole year. But what it did is back then they had a Major League Baseball scout school and you had to be sponsored by a Major League team. So the Cleveland Indians sponsored me to go to scout school. And my last day there, uh, I got a phone call at the hotel my 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 phone in the hotel room rang not a cell phone and the Toronto Blue Jays had offered me a full-time scouting job that's what I did for three years and then I was very fortunate while I did that I signed a few good players and the Chicago Cubs offered me a job to come back to the Midwest where my wife is from as an area supervisor I left the Toronto Blue Jays came back here for the Chicago Cubs Uh, I worked four years for them and then a guy that I had was really close to with the Toronto Blue Jays, became the new Toronto Blue Jays general manager. His name was Alex Anthopoulos. He's now the general manager for the Atlanta Braves. And so I went back to the Blue Jays as a cross-checker. I did that for a couple of years, and then I got out of it because it was cross-checking is so much time on the road. I was, you know, 250 nights in a hotel. So uh, I got out of that, and I was a sports agent for two years representing t- uh, baseball players. And then that was a really tough world and industry to work in, uh, going against the big boys in the agency world. And uh, my wife got pregnant with my second son at this time, and uh, I refused to be on the road as much as I was with Blake. And so I got out of it altogether at that point. And then you also uh, scratched your coaching itch. You've you've been able to coach Blake and and uh, Andrew uh, here as the, as they went through youth baseball. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was the youth director for Marucci. And uh, I had taken quite a few years off of baseball, so I thought I'd be ready for it. Uh, and to be honest with you, it was a lot of work. I figured out I'd be better just being a dad coach, helping out my son's team. Well, and as you mentioned, uh, Parker and Blake got to play uh, in high school together, and uh, they they had successful high school careers. And then uh, Blake uh, went on and, and uh, had uh, committed to uh, Missouri State while he was in high school. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about Blake's recruiting process? He's kind of been through it three times uh you know high school to a four-year school and then a four-year school to a two-year school or a juco and then back from the juco to now nebraska at a four-year school so tell us kind of how that path went through covid and and all the all the interesting stuff that happened with uh blake and and uh, where he is now yeah so when blake was uh, a sophomore in high school i didn't we never really did all the perfect game and the pbr events until he got a little bit older and i only allowed him to do one per year because uh I just thought that once they put a number on you, you know, there's no need in going to these events every two, three weeks. Right before his sophomore year of high school, I did one of the events. He did really well. A few colleges started calling, but he was listed on that perfect game thing as, you know, being five foot seven and 110 pounds. 
so I, I think I was a little surprised that a few of the schools were calling. Well, I happen to have a really good friend at Oklahoma State. His name is Josh Holliday. He's the head coach. Um, I just gotten to know him through the years working in professional baseball and stuff. He, he's and got he, a uh, he's got kind of a, a famous brother too, doesn't he? Yeah, correct. Yeah, it's Matt Holliday's brother. We went there and uh, we went to one of their hitting camps. Uh, I'll never forget it. Um, it was the first time I ever took Blake on a trip to be recruited. And um, he was really small. And he had, you know, that good left-handed swing. And they liked him. Um, I was a little shocked. You know, they they talked to us. They had us stay over from a hitting camp, which is pretty rare, I think, at those big schools. And so they had us stay over. They walked him around campus, kind of recruited, you know, just from going from a hit to a hitting camp. And he really fell in love with it. He liked it a lot. And they told us that, uh, you know, they were going to call soon and make an offer. So we were driving home from Oklahoma State after that good visit, and Missouri State called. Um, kind of surprised me. I, I don't know if word of mouth or somebody heard that Blake had done well at Oklahoma State. Well, Missouri State wanted to bring him in. And I had no idea why Missouri State wanted to bring him in because – we really hadn't talked to anybody. You know, like I said, he was just a sophomore in high school, very undersized. So it was the next week, and they called to set up for us to go to Missouri State. And Coach Gunn said, hey, bring your wife. And so the three of us went, and they made an offer. Blake, growing up in this area, being a bat boy from Missouri State uh, a few times when he was younger, he always wanted to play for Missouri State. They made an offer, and to be honest with you, Blake didn't ask for our advice or anything. He just committed on the spot and said, yep, this is where I want to play. And so he committed that day. That was the end of it. And to be honest with you, the way Blake was wired at the time, and still to this day, he he wanted to have it over and done with. He didn't want to think about it. He wanted to be able to play without thinking about it. He loved it. At the time, he loved the fact that he committed early, and he was able to play the next two years of high school without thinking about performance on the field and who's in the stands watching. That's kind of how the first process went. I, I guess from there, you know, he went to Missouri State right out of high school, uh, and that was the COVID year. And so he went to Missouri State state uh, as a true freshman uh they played i think 12 games maybe something like that maybe yeah. not even that many. one one month the very last game they had they brought him into the game as a pinch hitter and he had a double off the wall and he ended up that freshman year one for four with a double so they had been telling him that they wanted him to hit more that we want to get your bat in the lineup and they'd made an effort that series he pinch hit three times in a row and, and, and uh, we didn't know covid was coming i mean they were correct it, it ended abruptly so he gets that double, and that's on a Sunday. Monday, he goes to class. Tuesday, they're getting ready to head to the bus. I don't remember where they were going, but they're heading to the bus. They're on the bus, and while they're on the bus driving, they get a notification that that game won't be played. And then they get a notification that the next weekend series is off, and then about six hours later, the season was done. Right. Everything was shut down for a while. So the show me league started. I was coaching the team. Blake played for a team against me and he was the player of the year that summer, the COVID summer. And so he went into the next year at Missouri state with really high expectations. Um, his repeat freshman year, um, he had over a hundred at bats. He hit 286, had a pretty good year, but behind the scenes, wasn't happy for, for a number of reasons, you know, not, not to point to blame any one person, but you know, he didn't really click with an assistant coach that's no longer there. Even when he was in the lineup, even when he was playing, you know, he he had a stretch where he played 21 straight games and didn't come out of the game. And even then, he wasn't happy. He asked my advice, and I said, son, if you're in the lineup every day and you're not happy, that's not good. You know, and he's a very loyal kid, so he had a hard time, I think, trying to process it. 
my wife and I had a son who was just not in a good place, just not happy. He felt like every day he went to the field, it was a chore instead of a, a source of enjoyment. Um, he made the decision in their exit meetings after that year to transfer. And he knew he wanted to go to a junior college for a year because of all the COVID roster stuff. I felt get, I could get him into another school at the time, but he wanted to go to a junior college really bad because he wanted to be in the lineup every day, kind of like he was at the beginning of Missouri State, be in the lineup every day to have some stress taken off of his shoulders. And he wanted to put up big numbers so he could really choose which school he wanted to go to. We talked to a few junior colleges after he decided to make the decision to enter the portal. Uh, we got quite a few phone calls from, from some NCAA schools, both Division One and Division Two. He didn't really entertain that and he got quite a few phone calls um he was very adamant that he wanted to go to a junior college because he had had some teammates at missouri state that had come in from a junior college and the experience they talked about he wanted he craved that you know just take a step back enjoy it um, make it about baseball again and so we went and visited uh, Johnson County. It was the first junior college visit we made. We talked to a few others, but that was the first visit he made. And we had family in Overland Park at the time. It was a natural fit. He liked the school. He liked how clean it was. He really liked Overland Park. He liked that there was things to do. He loved the restaurants. And he liked that I had fam we had family there. And so he chose Johnson County. And that's where he went for junior college baseball. So, And he was there for one year. I'll tell you what's crazy. So in the fall of his junior college year, he had a really good fall. As you know, in junior college, you play 20 games or so in the fall. Right. Which I think is awesome. Uh, so he was playing those games in the fall. In the Division One coaches, they recruit like crazy in the fall for junior college players. They show up to the games. They make phone calls. They're there. They're present. Um, they show up with their radar guns and their stopwatches, and they really recruit. It was crazy for me to go to a fall junior college game in you know middle of nowhere, and there'd be 20 college coaches there. And uh, he had a really good fall. Uh, he played shortstop and second base that fall and hit leadoff and had a great fall. Um, they played Crowder that fall uh, for a doubleheader, and Crowder had the kid that ended up going like in the second round, the big, huge righty. And that fall, he that kid was up to like 97, 98, and Blake had a good day against him. Uh, I think he hit a home run and a double, and the phone calls started for Blake immediately that fall. So he started fielding phone calls from Division One schools all over again. And to be honest with you, he was overwhelmed. He didn't know who to call back and when, and it, 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 he was flooded with information. And so I thought he did a really good thing. He went to an assistant coach at John Johnson County who knew everybody. He, he was well-versed, knew everybody. And the guy's name was David Canary. And he said, Coach Canary, can you start fielding these phone calls and, and maybe filter some of them for me? And I thought it was a great decision because the guy was had done it for 25 years and he was a pro at it. And so once a week, he set up a thing where once a week, he would meet with Blake and say, these are the schools I talked to this week about you. These are the offers they want to make. And the coach would text me and say, hey, I just met with Blake. Here's the schools that are talking to him. Here's what they're offering. Um, here's what they're offering academically. Here's what they're offering baseball scholarship-wise. And so we did that all fall. Blake wasn't really sold on the fact that he wanted to commit yet because of the whole Missouri State thing. He felt like he should take his time because he, he didn't really re be recruited. He just chose Missouri State, if you, you know what I mean? Right. So um, he wanted to be recruited. He wanted to take his time. And he loved the attention he was getting, not in a prideful way, 
in a, a options way. He was happy with the options he was going to have. And of course, you know, those schools were putting pressure on him. Well, we need you to commit or we'll give the money to somebody else. And um, Blake chose for the first time in his life, because it's not really his personality, he chose to bet on himself. He was going to wait. He was going to let it play out on the field. And that's what he chose. He went out last spring in junior college and had, I mean, an unbelievable year. You know, he hit 400 almost, and uh, he was second in the country in doubles. He set a school record for doubles, and he set a school record for extra base hits. He ended up with 37 doubles and 10 home runs and four triples, I think. Johnson County is a high-level junior college. You can get into different levels of junior college, and it's one of, it's produce, it's a baseball junior college. Yeah, so for I just saw this thing in um, Baseball America. It, it was putting out state by state which schools get the most draft picks. And Johnson County uh, was second in the state of Kansas behind Wichita State. They were ahead of KU and Kansas State in the last 10 years. Yeah, it's a high level. They play a great schedule. Overland Park's a great community. They support it. I mean, it's the school has money. It was a good experience. And he had a great year. And his second to last... Uh, series. He was starting to narrow the schools down. Um, Oklahoma showed a lot of interest. I had connections at Oklahoma. Their recruiting coordinator is a former scout. Uh, I was really close to the man. You know, Oklahoma had offered, Nebraska had offered, Charlotte, all kinds of schools that offered. Well, the second to last series, a lot of schools came in to take a look at one of Blake's teammates. And some of the schools had already offered Blake, but they were there to see one of his teammates. Well, that series, Blake hit like four home runs in front of these scouts, lots of scouts and and college recruiters. I mean, just so many of them. And there's like over 40 of them in the stands. And that day, more those schools had offered more money and some other schools had had called Blake. Well, he had just taken a recruiting trip to Nebraska on his own. We didn't go with him. He drove there one weekend to Nebraska and checked it all out. Well, Nebraska called after this series and they offered him more money. And he called and he said, Dad, I've talked to so many schools. I've let this process play out for six months now. Uh, I'm going to commit to Nebraska. You know, we gave him our blessing and said, you know, yeah, you you loved it when you went up there. So by all means. And then ever since then, he's been happy and he loves Lincoln. He, you know, it's been a great experience. So, you know, I know I've done a lot of talking, but basically he committed out of high school when he was only a sophomore in high school, early commit. He wanted to have it over and done with. The experience was not great. He went to junior college. And if Blake was on this interview, he would tell you that one year at junior college gave him his life back. He got his confidence back. He had fun again. He started smelling the grass on the field again. He just enjoyed the game again. Um, And he needed that. And I'm glad he did it. And and I've been asked by so many people, you know, hey, my son's looking at this school and that school and that school. And if the junior college option is out there, I've always told families, hey, listen, here's my son's experience. He loved it. And it gave him confidence in, in himself again. I just think there's something about that junior college experience where, you know, you're not playing in front of 10,000 people. It's almost like a hometown atmosphere and you're in the lineup every single day. And as many games as junior colleges play, you're on the field as much as you want to be on the field. And I think that experience was really good for Blake. Brandon brought you so much great information about Blake's recruiting journeys. And what a journey. Brandon painted a very descriptive and informative picture of their family's up and down experiences. Join me and Brandon next week for part two of this interview. We will go more into junior college information, some NIL information, a review of some of episode 341, and how offers work. 
I want to give a shout out to a student athlete that was on the Athletic Scholarship Podcast last year. Quinn Nelson, a basketball player at Southwest Baptist University in Bolivar, Missouri, was the subject of episodes 297, 298, and 299. Quinn just set the school record for scoring at Southwest Baptist University. On February 16, 2023, Quinn became the all-time leading scorer with an and-one layup that tied the record and a free throw to break the record. This record adds to Quinn's many records. Quinn was a high school teammate with my son Parker at Ozark High School. Way to go, Quinn. I'd like to remind you to go to recruit-me.com and check out all the recruiting education resources and also join the Athletic Scholarship Podcast next Tuesday.